Hi, Kit McCarty here, welcoming you to Now I See, a podcast where people of vision share their eye-opening experiences that helped them shift focus, gain perspective, and see themselves and their world in a whole new way. We invite you to pull up a chair to the conversational table, pour yourself a drink, and enjoy our show. We're hoping our time together will encourage, elevate, and engage you toward your own eye-opening moments. Today's guest is Cindy Fritz. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. Cindy is an artist. Even as a toddler, she loved to draw. She graduated with an art degree in Grinnell College in Iowa and earned her art teaching credentials at University of Iowa, where she met her husband, John. Together, they have three daughters. Cindy has worked as a graphic artist and an art teacher. She belongs to two art clubs and has won numerous awards for her watercolor and chalk renderings. Cindy, I see you as, well, obviously creative, but also thoughtful introspective and meditative, diligent, and a lover of truth and justice. How do you see yourself? I see myself as somebody that is um, being changed from a a proud and um, critical um, and depressed person to uh, somebody that's that's, um, trusting in God and and accepting his ways and um, learning to be more tactful and thoughtful. I think that's a good goal for all of us. Uh, tell us about the journey. Well, I, um, I grew up in a small town in Missouri. Uh, I had have two older sisters and a younger brother, and we didn't get along very well. My father traveled uh, most of the time, one of three weeks out of four, so mm. we saw him on the weekends. It's hard. But I had a really good relationship with my mother, and um, I was always trying to please her. And when I would come home from school, I would go watch her and talk, watch her cooking and talk with her, and that was our time. Um, she's the one that taught me how to pray, and she's uh, the one that made sure we went to Sunday school, and... Um, I credit her with um, my getting to know getting to know the Lord Jesus. And she was also one who encouraged your art, I'm guessing. Yes, she did. Um, she would give me art supplies for my birthday or sometimes Christmas and um, never a coloring book. I never owned a coloring book because she wanted me to do my own drawings. And when I was in sixth grade, we had moved to a a suburb of St. Louis, and there was an art class offered by the YMCA, and she she let me go, and um, she would, she showed it to me, let me go, and, and she would, you know, drive me to and from, and I loved that. Um, then when I ended up majoring in art, my, neither of my parents objected, <laughs> even <laughs> though I might question it now, going, uh, what are you planning on doing with your life? But um, they were fine with it. Uh, later on, I decided, uh, I tried some things like um, I did an internship for in New York City for a couple weeks in, in uh, architecture and decided that I didn't want to do that. And I, I tried... Uh, being a graphic artist for uh, um, two days a week for my um, my senior year in college, and I did like that. Uh, and I did 
that kind of work for a year, but um, by then I had started thinking about uh, what kind of job could I have where I could see if I had children, if I could have their kind of schedule. And I saw that in our the town where I was, the teachers had a lot of, um, were very respected. So I decided I wanted to become an art teacher. And so I went back to school and I went to the University of Iowa and uh, got my art teaching credential. And that's where I met my husband, John, at church right away. So that's your love affair with art. You were introduced at a young age and you continued to grow in it. Why art? What's appealing to you about being artistic? Hmm. I think it was just in me because I was drawing recognizable figures uh, at a very early age, about 18 months. Wow. I drew an angel. I still have the picture. And um, I told my mother, this is an angel. I was uh, I was I was early in talking and early in drawing and really late in walking and um, never have been able to do much um, athletic. But we all have our our things we're good at, things we're not good at. Um, and I forgot the question. Why art? <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. you know, I was always looking at things and. We had some paintings on the walls, and I, I have them memorized. I had them memorized very young. Just And my uncle Willard had painted, done a painting of some hills in California. They're just kind of tan hills um, with, uh, it had perspective. You know, going down the road, and there's those um, electrical lines going, you know, smaller, smaller, closer together, tiny to their little tiny dots. And I just would study that and study it. And, and I would look at, whenever I saw a painting, I would, I would gaze at it. I still do that. Um, once I got off of the elevator at the wrong place, uh, wrong floor, and I realized, oh, that's not the right art. <laughs> <laughs> so I got back on and got at the right floor. Um, and uh, my daughter, she can, she can recognize any song from any movie. And I go, oh, was there music in that? <laughs> but I can tell you things that, that I saw in it, especially if there was art. Um, and so uh, Katie looks at the, here's the music. She can sing it back to you. I, I can tell you about the art. It's one of the things I've always liked about you is you have an ability to see things other people glance over um, and little details appeal to you. And it's just that's charming to me because um, I often rush through through life and you are much more patient and methodical and because you're so observant. And I love how you're able to take details and reproduce them in a way that's just beautiful and captivating. And we're surrounded by your art now, and I'm really appreciating some of the pieces that you've done. And it's because you took the time to notice. Why is that important to you? Well, it's challenging to try to copy what I see onto a flat piece of paper um, and, um, I just see beauty all around in, in God's creation. And 
my the pictures I do, I didn't realize it until the last couple of years, but they're always peaceful. Um, they are. I I don't do animals fighting or people looking angry. I I do birds that are floating in the water and um, or just peaceful scenery, and it gives me peace to do it. In fact, I've struggled with depression since a child. I didn't realize it what it was, but uh, whenever I would feel depressed, I would know the solution. I would draw, uh, do a, a nice drawing, and have a long prayer, and I would always feel better afterwards. And art is is a way, even now, to just get away. It's like a little vacation where I get into another world, and I don't even know that time is passing, and I'm... Um, I'm just in, like, I don't know. I'm just, like, nonverbal. I, if you talked to me, I could listen to you, but I'd have a hard time answering you. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like to do that. I, I teach adults, and um, they, they, like, they are that way, too. Um, sometimes we're just all being very quiet because we're all concentrating on our own, own little space. And it's good to get away on a vacation, especially nowadays. Mm-hmm. Well, I hear two things that you're saying. And one of them is maybe, and you didn't use the word, but I'm thinking it. When things were out of control, you took back control by going into your own little world and creating beauty in what might have been painful or chaotic for you. And I love that you found a way to cope with difficult things. I also hear you talking about expression, Maybe when you couldn't find the words to say, or maybe it was inappropriate to say the words you were thinking, you were able to work those out in your art. Would you say those things are true? I'm not really sure. Ah, well, we should, <laughs> we'll have to explore that at another time. But I think very often for me, um, when things are chaotic and they're out of control, it's, it's useful to... Um, put those aside for a little bit and find something else to do. And so art in some form has been useful to me. I like to make things with my hands or bake something in the kitchen or turn on some music and, and dance or, you know, some other, something completely other than whatever seems to be pressing on me. And often I find answers to the questions I'm asking or relief from the tension uh, that I was feeling. And so I find that various forms of art will do that for me. And I just wondered if that might be for you as well. Um, because your art is very peaceful. And when I look at some of the pieces, um, they're snow-covered hills or they're plants uh, growing in beautiful environments. You you had one of a child at play, and it was just quiet playing by themselves. But that just, it brings joy and peace to me to just watch that serene scene and um, to think about the joy that it gave you. So what are some of the things that inspire you? I mean, you've talked about um, peaceful and idyllic scenes. Um, how, how do you capture those? Uh, do they... Do they happen in your head, or um, tell me, tell me how you come up with those? I. What usually happens is that I have my camera, and wherever I go, well, nowadays with a phone, it's really easy. But um, whenever we would go on a trip, I would bring my camera, and my husband would be willing to stop the car and <laughs> let me walk back and go. I've got to get that barn, or or whatever it is so um i take pictures wherever we go and often i will combine two or three or more pictures 
into this and make them into a new picture. But I do need references. Like I, if you just told me to draw a bird, it wouldn't be very good unless I had a bird to look at. I think that's useful for me, for me too. And I'm nowhere near the level of art for you. But yeah, I kind of have to see something rather than create something out of whole cloth. So tell me about some of the favorite pieces that you've done. Well, I did a pastel painting of uh, a large, rather large for me, pastel painting of a waterfall that's from Yellowstone. And what's interesting about that, it took me six months because I was only getting to go work on it once a month with, um, with an art group because I was busy homeschooling my children. And um, I entered it into a contest, and it didn't even get accepted into the contest. And I asked, and the um, judge told why. And um, I still felt like it was a pretty good piece. I entered it into another show, and it won best of show. No, there you go. <laughs> and then. Um, and you didn't do anything? Between the shows, you didn't go back and fix it up? No. Oh, that's funny. It depends on the judge and the competition. I guess it's true what they say. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So that was one of them. I, for what reasons? Because it was a challenge to do? Because oh, of was... the sentimental um, appeal of that scene and memories from the trip? Well, I think it was just water, running water. That, that was an actual pretty active sh- picture for me and it was just a real challenge I think that's because it was it was a challenge yeah a lot of your pieces have water in them some of my favorite <laughs> ones of yours are ocean edges yes. of oceans but I've seen ponds and lakes and I'm trying to think if I've seen the waterfall one I guess we'll have to look at that well that one sold ah <laughs> well, hopefully you have a picture because now our listeners are going to be curious and they're going to want to know what we're talking about I do. we will we will try and make some of your um paintings available so that our listeners can see your artistic style and be able to appreciate that one cool thing um i when i teach children art um and i get to teach children who want to be there um because they i teach them in a private class in my home and so um they I, I only have eight in my class at the at the most, and so I can give them each of them some good attention. And um, and the hour, the class is an hour and a half, so that it's not like in school when you have you get to start and then you have to stop, and then the next day you get to do a little more like that. You can usually get a piece finished, and um, often something goes wrong. Because especially with watercolor, you know, there's a drip or there's a a smudge, and um, that's how life is. We have things that go wrong, and so when we don't freak out and we say, "Well, let's see what we can do. Maybe we'll have to turn that into a bird," you know, or you know, this could be a rock over here if you just you know add a little to it, and um, and we learn how to how to handle when things don't go our plan as planned because things don't go as planned. So it's kind of a problem solving that, that, uh, that's everybody needs to have. I think beyond problem solving, it's turning something that was ugly into something that's beautiful. And there's something wonderful about that creative process. I think that's kind of the story of redemption. Yes. 
<laughs> yes. So she's redeeming her work. And I love that. I know that for me and some of my uh, creative projects, when I mess up, those will turn out to be the best ones, you know, because I had to work so hard. I had to put so much of myself into it. I had to really, you know, tap into all those creative juices in order to pull out something that might be worth sharing or something I could be proud of. So, yep, I understand that. And I'm glad you're being able to use that too. Well, listeners, we're going to take a brief break. We'll be just, we'll be back in just a moment with more from our special guest today, Cindy Fritz. Cindy and I were just talking about how art reflects life how sometimes things don't always go as planned, and how important it is to be able to find a creative solution. You might be surprised to learn that this conversation didn't go as I planned, and that Cindy made some pretty shocking confessions about some of her real-life struggles, and how art helped her through them. You won't want to miss it. Maybe you know someone who would benefit from hearing this episode. Please share it with them. Maybe you've had experiences like Cindy's and want to share your story or offer words of encouragement. You can do that on our Facebook page, Kitch McCarty NIS, or in our Now I See group, or on Cindy's Facebook page, Art by Cindy Fritz. You can find links to all of these sites by checking the show notes here on this podcast or on our site at nis.media. While you're there, you can sign up for our newsletter, catch up on any podcasts or blogs you may have missed, or get information about this month's gift drive for the children at the Texas Baptist Home, the one Christy Arrington told us about last week. Coming up next week, on Veterans Day, we'll be honoring our vets with a special episode featuring Blue Star Mom, Susan Payne. But for now, let's hear more from Cindy Fritz. And listeners, we are back with our special guest today, Cindy Fritz. So, Cindy, we were talking about uh, some of your favorite pieces of work. Tell us another. Well, I have two right now that um, that I'm working. One is finished, and one I'm working on, and they just they're meant to show how I'm feeling with God protecting me during this really strange time we're living in. Where there's a lot of um, a lot of fear and a lot of um, disruption, and the f- first one is a watercolor of a hen, and she has uh, under her wing she has three little chicks peeking out, and I feel like God it has His wings over me like a hen. Just I'm seeing what's happening, but I'm not really suffering, um, and. Um, I'm just, I feel at peace. I'm not worried. And the other one, I'm doing a lamb that is being held, but you can see the arm and you can see a robe, and and it's Jesus holding on to me. And and I know that he's always with me, and he's going to help me through whatever whatever comes, whatever happens. 
I like that idea of being carried and protected. And we've certainly needed that in these last couple of years that have just been so full of tumult and upheaval and um, anxiety. And so I can see how those pieces would be so meaningful to you. And again, uh, going after peace, it seems to be your continual pursuit and your works really do display that. Um, I had a one year in 2015 where I had horrible anxiety the whole year. I was, um, it, it was really hard, but, but, um, and I was trying to get off of depression medicines because I wasn't depressed anymore, but, um, I was, it wasn't working well for me. And, and, um, I had, God gave me two special friends that, to meet with me weekly, and I've, I needed them, and, and, uh, turns out I'm kind of mentoring them, too. It's been six years, and, um, and we're still really close, but for, I, weekly, I needed that support, and I had a Celebrate Recovery group that I was meeting with, and, and I had a, um, a partner, I forget what it's called, an accountability partner. And um, during that time, I knew God had something to teach me. I, I searched my heart to see if I had sin that was the problem. And, and I couldn't find any particular, you know, new sin, sin that I was clinging to. But, um, but he got me through it. And I got well, and I learned uh, along the way um, that every single breath I take is a gift from God. And every chemical that's right in my brain is from Him, and every heartbeat. And I don't have control. I was stressing out over my, um, my adult daughters, and... They're people. They're just people now. They're, mm-hmm. I'm not. They're, I'm not responsible for them. And um, I just learned to pray, and then relax and realize he's big and he's good. And he let me go through all of that to teach me that in preparation for 2020. And if it hadn't been. I'd be freaking out. I'd be so afraid, so um, so unsure. So it would it have been terrible. But I'm peaceful, and it's just um, God knows. And you know what? He he. The one place I ever wanted to go in the world was Israel, and we went in 2019, and we're not. We weren't wealthy people, but it was something we really wanted to do once in a lifetime. And that's probably the last time the, that I would have ever been able to go. Mm. And God knew that. And so he put it in our hearts to go then. And it was just wonderful to go where Jesus had been. Mm-hmm. And now when I read the Bible, I can picture the place or picture at least on the map where it is. I imagine and see see things the way he saw them, the the um, 
play of the light on the waves of the Sea of Galilee or the way that the grasses blew across the mountains where he was teaching. I imagine as an artist, those things really come alive for you. Um, I want to go back a little bit and talk about 2015. I know it's hard. I'm curious to know what art came out of that. Did you put your art away during that time or did you create, continue to create? I I was pretty well frozen in fear. Mm. I had two children art classes um, right at that time and I was like afraid each time I taught my class and I I um, I didn't come up with any new ideas that Mm -hmm. year it was just okay today we're gonna do a pastel next week we're gonna do a watercolor and um, I had I was afraid to go to the grocery store. It was, I, I couldn't even make decisions mm, on what mm. to buy. Um, and and so I don't recall doing much art that year. Mm. I was just trying to survive. Mm-hmm. I remember walking into, uh, going into to church where I was going to listen to the children say their um, Awana Bible verses. And I was afraid to even do that. And I, I would walk in saying to myself the lord's uh, the lord is my shepherd and go through the the um, psalm 23 i love that even in the midst of that though you didn't give up on art that you continued to do what had been successful for you in the past that you continued to pursue it and maybe if you couldn't do it you could help other people do that i think that's maybe some beauty that might have come out of this time. So I know that um, sharing your art has been fun for you. You've done several shows. Can we talk about that? Oh, sure. Um, one year, the CC Young is a place for um, um, older people. <laughs> and, uh, and they have a, a hallway that's, that is a gallery and it's a well-traveled hallway. And um, I, a couple of years, entered their show. You had to be 55 or better, and the art had to have been done at that age. And so, um, and it was called, I think it's called Art is Ageless or something like that. And then they asked me if I w- would like to do my own show for a month. And so I got to put up oh, a lot of pieces and my friend helped me hang it, hang it, and I sold five during that month. And they even let me have a, a reception with, with where I got to do a talk about my art, and and how I did some, and, and like, and what inspired it, a picture, and um, how I went about doing it. And it was very interesting, and. Um, I felt I felt like queen for a day. <laughs> <laughs> How fun to have others enjoy your art and to see the same beauty that you were seeing. You also share your art with little people through instructive classes. T- tell me a little bit about that. How did that get started, and uh, what are some of the things that you do together? Where I am now is I I've slowly getting been getting more students, and I now have classes on Mondays three times on Monday, each with about eight students, and then once on Tuesday morning. And then uh, every other Thursday I have um, 
six adult, uh, teenage and adult students, but they don't all come at the same time usually. Um, just whoever is available, and I coach them through whatever they choose to do. With my children, I try to expose them to um, as many different media as possible. And I have lots and lots of files of pictures from uh, photographs I've taken and, and um, from calendars and magazines. And um, so if, if we're going to do a desert, I just pull out the desert file and spread the pictures out. And they can choose as many as they want to make their own desert or whatever we're working on. And you also have some real life objects. I see shells and rocks and sometimes you're bringing plants from your garden and so lots of other inspiration as well. That's fun. What's your favorite medium? Um, I can't decide whether it's pastel or watercolor. Watercolor is very challenging and, and fun and fast. Um, pastel, I can be more accurate and um, Sometimes I get it more bold, more more bright colors. Um, takes a little longer, but uh, I do it on sanded paper, which uh, is wonderful stuff. It just grabs the pastel, and um, so I can't decide. It depends on the day. <laughs> and going to the mood, watercolor is challenging for me. I never get the water amount right. I either put too much water and things run where they're not supposed to or it's not enough and it's bolder than I mean it to. And, and then I try to water it and then it doesn't ever work right. It's, you know, so it's something that for me takes a lot of practice, a lot of patience, usually more than I have. But yes, I also like pastels. I also like markers because you know what? They're just fast and easy. Let's get it done. So. <laughs> well, the... um. I learned from Naomi Brotherton. I had learned in college how to do watercolors, but Naomi Brotherton, um, she's 100 now. But when she was 93, I had been thinking about taking classes from her, and I thought I better get around to it now. She's 93. So from her, <laughs> her being 93 to 96, um, not too long ago, um, I went almost weekly to her class, and I learned way more than I ever learned in college or added up with all of the art demonstrations she was just amazing and it's made me much better watercolor is a much better art teacher so you're both teacher and student I like that so much do we ever get too old to learn new things no, no. there's always something new always something new so what are you working on now right now I'm working on the sheep the sheep in, the, in Jesus's arms, and uh, I don't know what color his clothes are going to be, <laughs> but I've got the sheep. And how, how will you decide? Will you play? Will you observe? Will you imagine? I don't know. Sometimes I ask other artists. Ah. So, yes, I find that I usually do my best work also under the advisement of others. And they can help me with placement and shading and, you know, making things more realistic or uh, blurring out some things that I've made too sharp, you know, just to add dimension to it. So it's always better to have another set of eyes if unless, you know, you're really good and you know what you want to do. That's not usually who I am. So um, I have a friend who's a really, really good artist. And she asks me sometimes, um, and I I can actually find a little thing here or there to help her with, and she and I ask her too. 
That's interesting. So do you do ever do abstracts, just throw colors on paper and just express it? Or does it always have to be ordered and detailed for you? I know you have a honestly, preference. Honestly, I don't even understand abstracts. Okay. Um, to me, they look like somebody worked really fast. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm just, you know, I am no expert on that. Uh, where I go and look at art, um, there's an abstract, a modern museum, very close to a classical museum. And I'll go look at the classical and I can spend all day just enjoying the colors and the placement and the perspective. And then I'll go next door to the modern and go, I, I need a translator. I'm not sure what's <laughs> happening here. That's how I feel. Yeah, both are fun to me. I, I realize that those are creative expression just when I get more than the other. So, um, well, as we close out our show today, is there anything you'd like our listeners to see more clearly you know if you if you like art and maybe your your life is getting uh, more calm maybe you don't have children at home anymore you know this is a thing you might want to consider you can even go on youtube and get free lessons and um you don't have to be good you can get better and if you enjoy it you'll do it and then you will get better so I like it. It makes me it makes me feel better. Um, and it might be something that will be therapeutic for you too. Well, people will want to see some of your art. Is it being shown any place where they can see it? Uh, right now at the Lighthouse Coffee Shop in Midlothian, I have two pieces showing and there are it's a really nice place. There are many pieces showing that are very beautiful. And I believe the theme was animals. Yes. And um, I did a picture with a hummingbird in color pencil going at a flower and two deer out in uh, the mountains. Also, the Rowlett Library. The um, I have three, four pieces hanging there in the, the small works show. And one of them has a, a ribbon because nice. I got, I got um, honorable mention. It's a picture of, it's called Beach Beauties, and it has um, some birds, some water birds standing on the wet sand and the ocean in the background. And that picture, I was, started it uh, during the COVID year, and Partway through, I thought, oh, no, I've ruined it. It's not going to be any good. But I just said, well, it's already on the paper. Might as well go ahead and finish it. And I was able to to finish it off, and it won a prize, and the judge bought it. Wow. So. <laughs> wow. Did I see that one on your online gallery on Facebook? Because it seems yes, to me I've I seen. Think you did. Okay. I've seen something similar to that. I know you helped my children create one similar to that. This still hangs on our art wall at home. So that image I know has uh, appeared in a number of your paintings. It is a happy scene, and I love it too. Um, if people want to find your online gallery, where can they look? Um, if you don't mind going to Facebook, it's on uh, Art by Cindy Fritz. Okay, we'll have that link for you in our show notes. And if people want to continue the conversation with you or ask you about your art technique or find some of your pieces to purchase for their own galleries, how can they get in touch with you? Um, you can go to artist 
cindyfritz at yahoo.com, and you can email me. Okay, if you're driving, don't take the time to write that down now. You can find that in our show notes, too. Thanks, listeners, for uh, walking with Cindy and me through an art gallery today, and we will see you next week. Can you think of someone who would enjoy our show today? If so, please share it with them. You can help others find us, too, by liking, subscribing, rating, and reviewing. Visit today's show notes for show highlights, links to recommended resources, including our own, nis.media. I'd love to hear what you have to say, so drop me a line at Kit McCarty NIS on Facebook or at kit at nis.media. And if you'd like to hear more from me, sign up for my periodic newsletter when you're on my site. Special thanks to the production team at Headset Radio and to my friend Becky Salazar for the bumper music. I'm your host, Kit McCarty. See you again soon.